You're listening to Shared Sagas, an Australian RPG actual play podcast. This podcast features adult language and adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. Greetings and welcome to Shared Sagas. This is going to be session three of our Descent into Avernus, Baldur's Gate Descent into Avernus campaign. My name is Tom. I will be running the game as per usual. Let us go around the table and meet our cast for today, beginning with you. Hi, I'm Sam. I play Adelise Aragast, a tiefling warlock. Nice. Yeah. Hi, I'm Mark. I play Doctor Rock Delver, a dwarf barbarian. I'm Nick. I'm playing Silvertongue, a changeling sorcerer of the Feywild variety. Oh my. Hello, my name is Nadia, and I'm playing Shuri Harema, who is a paladin of Ilmata, human, from Kosakorin. Great. Hi, I'm Ben. I am playing Asher Bell, a human wizard of the Noble House of Bell. Right. So, there's a... Sorry, Noble House of Bell. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Like, we haven't heard that before. I'm using that properly in game and in game. That's like pre cataclysm joke. So, just to recap from last session, you had just delved into the Dungeon of the Dead 3. You had come back with a couple of rescued prisoners, which is nice, including Vendetta, a tiefling Hellrider that you are familiar with and were kind of, you know, passingly familiar with and friends with. And as you were leaving, however, through the bathhouse that acts as the front to this evil organization, you were bamboozled, I say, by five cultists of Tiamat. Cult of the Dragon cultists. And they are... In a cult? Yes. Oh, oh, I see. Okay. Well, I did not get that before. (laughs) Is it for some sort of monstrous creature? They apparently are able to sense the fact or logically determine the fact that you have got the treasure that was pilfered from Tiamat's hoard in hell, and they want it back. And so they convinced you to throw all your weapons over in the corner, which you did, just to remember that. And then... (laughs) And then they decided to, in a shocking twist, oh, wow. uh, turn villainous and attack you anyway. So, <gasps> no. we begin. Turn villainous? <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> so they say that basically they, they have stated that they are here on behalf of their master, Arkham the Cruel, who obviously works ultimately for Tiamat, who is trapped in hell. And they, and Tiamat wants her damn treasure back. Being a dragon goddess, that kind of tracks. So... We begin excitingly with initiative. I mean, I don't want to like start, you know, uh, plot holes. But what is this? There are tra- none. I have fucking plugged them. <laughs> there are so many plot holes in this adventure as written. It's not even Tom, funny. What is, what is a, fucking plug them? What is a what does a dragon god want with treasure? Oh. Like, what's Tiamat's motivation? For oh, what does God want with a spaceship? No, yeah. come on, people are bigger than. Stere- lazy stereotypes. Well, if you uh, read the dragon it, lore of... Is it, yeah. is it a stereotype if they're the god of dragons, though? 
I feel like they would, to some extent, embody all the wants and needs wouldn't of dragons just, everywhere. I was about to say, wouldn't mm. you just hoard dragons? <laughs> <laughs> if you were the god of dragons, now, you yeah, and they have hordes. Oh, the god, the dragon. No, 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 dragon pyramid scheme. No, no, yeah. <laughs> a god of dragons has less need of dragons than a god of not oh dragons. Oh my god, dragons Tiamat is supply. an MLM. <laughs> Tiamat is an MLM. Tiamat's gonna hit you up on your Facebook page. You went to school with them. Hey, hon. Yeah. Hey, boss babe. <laughs> I'm just organising If you would like to know the real answer <laughs> Sorry Tom Dragons draw power and sustenance from their horde So the bigger their horde The more magical mojo they can summon and use And in fact at the end of a dragon's existence Their horde counts as the material component For their ultimate end of life Or end of existence spell Which is to basically either like ascend and become like a uh, a divine dragon, or they can like turn themselves in some cases into like a river or a mountain. In some cases, they can just conjure an absolutely unprecedented magical effect. Things mm-hmm. like creating a world or putting a curse on this nation. I hate that guy. In the D&D multiverse, dragons are the most magical creatures. They are like the origin of creation in a lot of ways. Literally, according to most recent lore updates, Bahamut and Tiamat literally created most of the material planes together. And they're like the first gods in the D&D multiverse. And so they, yeah, basically they draw power from it. It used to, it didn't always, it wasn't always magic. In a way, the collective personhood Value is what is what gives gold and jewels and things their value. It yeah, used our to belief be, makes it. Oh, value. It used to be yeah. blood. It used to be sacrifices and other things like that. It used to be life. But nowadays, now since capitalism, since capitalism, <laughs> no, since the since the invention of these other precious things that are valued, that literally be the only good thing capitalism has ever done. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> create the universe. No, the stop, <laughs> no, no, stop blood sacrifices. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for coming to my D and D Dragon TED Talk. Um, <laughs> But that's the answer. that is the answer to why dragons have hordes. So, uh, <laughs> doesn't answer my question of why Tiamat doesn't collect because dragons. she does collect dragons. And she I literally would... does collect dragons. She has a whole bunch of. She has a personal collection of enslaved uh, gem and metallic dragons, oh. and and that's like like her like her like a zoo that she keeps her prisoners in. And she, so she absolutely collects dragons. What, what happens See? is dragons come in and they pitch Tiamat on relevant stats. <laughs> and then the five heads come together and make an offer. And they call that the dragon stick. <laughs> get out. Let's get some initiatives okay, here, please. Okay. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. So, me. Sam. 16. Okay. And Mark. Five. Oh. Ah, you bastard. Four. <laughs> you had to one-up me, didn't you? So Three. <laughs> Oh, is this all legit? Yeah. <laughs> I'll save him a big roll Please on my seduction me. scene later. And Ben? Eight. I'm you sorry. You all disappoint me. We're <laughs> all a bit Oh, shit. that's worse. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, we weren't. Ex- we thought we had. When we poured the gold and jewels out, we thought that they were going to sort of take it and leave. We... Oh, we were shocked. No, no, because we, no, we, you and I rolled quite good insight. Oh, But it yeah. obviously clearly wasn't good enough to be. Yeah. The insight was, no, they seem to be on the level. No, if, if you take the junk, they'll. I don't think we actually tipped out the bag. Oh, I, I held it. I oh, held yeah, it. okay. 
but I didn't tip out the bag. <laughs> but it yeah. explains why it's we're surprised because right. we thought they were gonna. Yeah. 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 Now you have got a companion with you who is yes. who yes. is able to participate in the battle. Okay. And we have a companion who can't participate in yes. the battle. Yes. So he's gonna run and hide, but vet, but but. I'm gonna follow him. But Vendetta, of course, can fight. Yes. And you know, whenever an NPC tags along and becomes a companion, I always like you to, you know, roll for them and control okay. them. So who would like to roll and do Makes things for Makes sense. I'll take it. Great. So uh, she is a veteran using the veteran stats. The one difference is yep. that as a companion, uh, she is basically there to make you look good and to help you. That's the whole point of NPC companions, or it should be. So she has two abilities which are not listed there, which I'm going to describe to you. The number one thing is that if she gives you the help action, so like if she basically spends her action to give you the, you know, the assist action, the help action, if you use that to attack, you deal an extra d8 damage. Mm. And the other thing is, if she hits, if she uses her action to attack, uh, she can basically carve an opening so that basically uh, one of you in melee range of whatever creature she has just hit successfully, so not not attack, but hit, can use their reaction to make a a basic attack on them. Now, it's worth noting that that is only, that one, that particular ability, is only when she she gets some kind of a mace type thing. Which she does. Well, she threw it in the corner, so she has to go into it. Yeah, okay, fair enough. So, now, it's worth noting, though, that the cultists have not yet closed with you, Sam. So you, and you alone, (laughs) because (laughs) because the enemy is going to go after you, will be able to run to the corner and grab a weapon without provoking an attack of opportunity. Uh So, just bear that in mind. Tom, sir. So we, uh, at the end of last session, we gained enough experience or sufficient milestones yes. to level up. Yes. But we have not leveled up you, yet. No, you will require a short rest to do so. Mm. Son that, of a... That's all. Yeah. Dinkleberg. <laughs> Son of Dinkleberg. So because I could have upped my AC, well, I will up my AC by two <laughs> when I level up. Yeah. Well, yep. as soon as you get to have a nap or a, or a short rest, you can do that. But guys, for now... can we just for an hour, guys... <laughs> So there's five of them. Yeah. Apart from the fellow who's in charge and is in front, he's, you know, apart from the fact that he is the spokesperson, he does not look any different. They all have the same weird sort of black robes slash coats on and yeah. the strange sort of multi-spiked dragon masks and these wicked blades that look like dragon's claws. They are yeah. kind of some, somewhere in between a dagger and a short sword, but, you know, very sort of wickedly ornate. So anyway, it is your turn. What do you do? Um, you are, and to be clear, you're in the bathhouse. Yep. And you are basically lined up. So you're in two in two lines facing each other. Yeah. And you are currently about 15 feet away from each other. Okay. Um... And you, all your weapons were thrown 15 feet to the left. Yep. Which is the north. And go. Okay. Um, I would like to make a dash to my weapons. Yep. I would like to pick, pick up my daggers. Mm-hmm. And then I would like to open this lovely little spectacular display with Eldritch Blast. Yeah, good. It's a good one. Okay. Now, are you going to go for the main cultist fellow, or are you going to go for one of the other lesser cultists? I'll go for the main one. Okay, sounds good. Okay. Do you have either of your spell slots available? I've got one, but Eldritch Blast is a cantrip. Yeah, well, I mean, I know that. Yeah, I've got one. Yeah. I've got one spell left. So, half your spell slots. Mm-hmm. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> the <good laughs> grand total of All both two. of them. Yeah. Hey, but warlocks get them back on a short rest, which is... We've got to get to that short rest first. Which, yeah. is, which is not... Enough. I need to take eight hours before I can get angry again. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. Lack like of sleep. I'll wager I can make you angry before then. 
was going to call you Bogdan. Dockton. Um, no, try, trust me, it's very hard to get angry on lack of sleep because you're just kind of tired. All right. So, yeah, she runs, grabs her daggers, goes ting against a bracer on her left wrist. Yeah. Sends out a blast for uh, attack for, tw- uh, yeah, a 20 on the attack. I mean, that yeah. very, very easily hits. Um, okay. The cult fanatic. So go ahead and roll yep. damage. Okay. What do your blasts look like, Sam? They look like... Shining white light, because they're very celestial, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. With something of a tinge with a little something-something. A little something extra. Yep. A little bit of rainbow. Yeah. A little bit of pizzazz. Uh, I wouldn't say rainbow. <laughs> not a rainbow, just, you know. No. A little something. That is a... Oh, that did not go well. All right, that's all right. <laughs> Four damage. It's going to be a running theme in this fight, I think. Okay, so, right. we'll, so we'll, we'll you make it. So you hit him in the shoulder. I mean, he still reacts poorly and kind of like <sighs> grits his teeth in pain and glares at you malevolently. You can see his eyes piercing as they stare at you, but beneath his twisted mask. That is then their turn. He is going to run straight, not towards you at all. He's going to point at you and he's going to mutter dark spell casting words. Okay. <laughs> You're going to make a wisdom saving throw. Sure. Right. <laughs> By you, Tommy, Sam. Diabolus Contraratus Abominatius. That is a 14. All right, fine. Uh, so, <laughs> Sounds like that was Can enough. I react to that? Uh, no, you, you're okay. You okay. you managed to succeed. So okay. you are not held as the spell hold Woo! person. However, the cultists, the other ones, are still going to rush up to you and mm-hmm. are going to all attack you, basically. Ooh. He's going to hang back near the door, just kind of preventing escape, I guess. So they're just like going past us. Yeah, so the other four... Well, no, because they, they don't have to go past you. They can just go... They can just run sideways towards Sam. Oh, Does no. that also block access to the way? It will, yes. Okay. Son of a bitch. Good to know. Well, the thing is, though, I mean, they're standing next to the weapons, so that so now there's actually nothing stopping you running up and picking up your weapons because you'll still be in their threat and reach. So, <laughs> sucks to be them. Anyway, Sam, you are getting three attacks on you. What is your Shit. armor class, please? Uh, twelve. So all three of them Fuck. in this dance of death all just kind of flank you and try to mm-hmm. you know use these. Uh, clearly these pack tactics like a pack of wolves trying to cut you down uh, slashing at you and your armor class is 12 mm-hmm. great alright good uh, would you, <laughs> so you so, are dead so all three of them hit you and, <gasps> and you'll take thus 15 points of damage okay that's not bad uh, see so, you know it, they don't really hit you but like you, you, you furiously are backed up against the wall yep. you know they slash at you you're really tired out as you try to desperately stave off their attacks and slashes there's a little bit of an exchange you know you blocking um, and ducking and weaving we'll say that maybe as you're pressed up you kind of bang your shoulder hard but you know you're, you're not cut yet yep uh, so that's that that's that and then it's going to be Ben's turn my turn oh at 8 of course because mm. you guys are all oh dear because <laughs> you guys are <laughs> no sorry I was at 8 and it's like there's no way lower than oh yes of course that's that was wait a bit. second you're all terrible yeah <laughs> right 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 oh I'm gonna have to alright so there are four cultists total that are right or is it five there are four that are over near attacking oh sorry Sam I missed one Oh, thanks, man. Ben. <laughs> really great. I'm so sorry. There is one more that attacks you and also hits you. That's another five damage. Right. Now that you've done that, <laughs> can I take a reaction? Yes, yes you may. Thank you. Oh, wait, what was the damage again, sorry? Five. Five. Fuck. Nope, can't do it. I go down like a sack of shit. Great. <laughs> so you press up against the wall. As you as you lurch forward, the other one basically just like cracks you on the side of the head. You mostly block, but there's a yeah. slash across your temple. You fall to the ground, bleeding out of your head. Yeah. Now, 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 Ben. For grouping purposes, yeah. we're saying uh, a group of four and a group of one. 
So the leader on one side and then four on the other? Yeah, or? the leader's over blocking the door to the yeah. bathhouse. Okay. And these these four are all clustered together because all four of them were, were ganging up on Sam. Yep. All right. So is there a scenario in which a 10-foot radius sphere will encompass all of them? A 10-foot radius sphere? Mm. Uh, yes. Can the sphere be off the ground? Uh, yes, as far as I'm aware. In that case, yes, because you can. Sam's on the ground prone, uh, and they're all. Standing. I'll exclude her. In yeah. that case, yes. That, I yeah. mean, definitely, definitely, yeah. yes. All right. In that case, I'm casting shatter. Ooh, good, good work. Uh, Constitution saving throw DC 13. They, if you're happy with one roll for all, yep. they fail. 16 damage. <gasps> so all four of them are dead. You just, you blast them. There is this, this shadow that tiles underneath Sam's fallen body a little bit. Okay. But, but mostly because, you know, that, that's not the area being targeted. But the, like the tiles on the wall behind and uh, a little bit of, a little section of one of the big marble pillars just like crack and shatter. But mostly these numpties are just, you know, like someone picks up an action figure and breaks mm-hmm. it in half. They are just, there's this, there's this sickening crack. And uh, come up, a couple of them kind of implode, Whoa. and blood just spurts out like a, in a very very gruesome fashion. Uh, one of their heads just twists around backwards like an owl, but he's not an owl. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and yeah, it's just this this like echo of shatters and hits, snap, crackle, pop all the way down, and then these crumpled, blood soaked forms just plop down to the ground. It's actually really yeah. quite gruesome. There's a livid expression across my face and the one person who's still alive is like, you stay away from her. <laughs> That's very good. So the cultist actually looks to the end and, and looks really... It's hard to tell his expression behind his mask, but you think somewhere between anger and fear, he has two wolves inside him. <laughs> <laughs> one is terrified and one is furious. <laughs> Which one will, we, will, he, will he feed? Is this um, a... Uh, Medicinal person? Yeah, that's the too correct many amount of wolves in zero. <laughs> too, too many wolves. Mark. Uh, the wolves are a metaphor. Uh, they're actually dogs. Um, <laughs> wolves are actually dogs are wolves. Yes, actually. dogs are dogs. All dogs are the same. Wolves, yeah, dogs are wolves that are smart enough to get other people to do their hunting for them. How's that barbarian going? Uh, well, the matter rages. And I've got 25 feet of movement, and you said it's 15 feet to uh, my weapons. Yeah, you would not be able to... You, you can go to your weapon, and you can pick it up. Well, and then you can... Weapons. Sorry, weapons. Yes. yes. Some of those weapons, though, happen to be javelins. Oh, yes. good. Oh, there we go. That'll yeah. Be. So I'm going to put my javelin inside uh, old mate. <laughs> inside old mate. <laughs> get those wolves out. Yeah. Could yeah. you have phrased that differently? <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm going to slide my long... All right, that's it. <laughs> Alright, you know what? Nope, oh, no, better the first time. Now, I'm not rewarding this behavior. <laughs> but here is inspiration. Ooh, maybe maybe inspiration if you succeed. I think it'd be very inspiring. You know what? No, I'm gonna give you all inspiration because of Ben's like taking out the four of them. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty badass. Uh, just 18 hit, Tom. Yes. Excellent. I thought these guys were gonna be tougher than they were. <laughs> Shh, we still got that last one left. Uh, ben had to expend a valuable spell slot in order to obliterate them. This is just the third. Oh, I can I can do a reckless attack. Cool. Yes, all the time. Yeah, yeah. You can always be reckless. Yeah, I can always. Be, I don't have to be angry to be reckless. No. Um, no. In that case, I'm just gonna do a reckless attack. Uh, seven damage. Good. Seven okay. javelin damage. So the, the javelin just. <laughs> the impression I get is the javelin just literally sticks right in his thigh, yeah. <laughs> and it's like they ensure a two, where it's just like. <laughs> There's no wolves in his tiny. Yeah, just. Grab it and shake it. He, he is significantly more competent and tough, so he kind of rolls with it a little bit and sort of spins around a little pirouette, but it's a pirouette of pain because he ends up like hobbling and being like, Ah! Bad name. 
Can I, I guess, like, I don't have a bonus action. So can I use a bonus action to pick up uh, my halberd? You you get one free interact with an object. Yeah, I assume that was definitely a javelin. Oh, yeah, no, you can't, no. Because you picked up one weapon already. You can't yeah. pick up two. Mm. Okay, so it's just... Sorry. All right, you know what? If you're, if you're pretty badass, though. It, yeah, that's that's well, really good. Yeah. Yeah. That's not, I'm not trying to get it for free. I'm trying to use like my no. bonus action for and you. Don't, well, yeah. You only get a bonus action under the context. If you get a bonus action. Exactly that. Yeah. It's, oh, not, okay. it's not part and parcel. Okay, I cool. see. But yeah, but everyone in a, in a turn gets one free interact with an object environment. Yeah, thing. and then my action yeah. was to throw it. No yeah. worries, thank you. That's okay. Yeah. I shall concede the rest of my time. I am going to conjure, using arcane words, a flame wall around him that isn't really a flame wall. But uh, No, actually, it's a bad idea. A thorn wall. Mm, okay. So using silent image, I'm going to create a simulacrum of, you know, the spell wall of thorns. Oh, just around him. Yes, okay. it's And yes, I will remember to roll this time. No chaos. Alas. Alas. But yeah, it can occupy a 15-foot cube. Yep. So I'll create it around him mm-hmm. at about chest height. So he will, it will basically, he'll feel like he's penned in until he sort of tries to go through it. Okay, that sounds good. It's about as good as I get. Now, and Nadia. Uh, so, uh, I, again, I need to go over to my weapon, really. Unless you want to want to run and punch him. Nope. Uh, so <laughs> I travel in the direction of my weapons and pick up my battle axe. Okay, great. Sounds good to me. So you do that. And, and I can still attack. Nope, because there's not enough movement. So you can move, you can pick up your battle axe, uh, and then you can get a little bit, a little bit towards him, but you, okay. you'll still be about ten feet away from him. Yep, yeah. fair enough. Uh, but that's okay. That's that turn, Sam. Okay, uh, I'm down to zero. Oh yeah, make a death save. I mean, pass. Good. His turn. He is going to desperately turn and <laughs> actually waste. Like he's not gonna, he's not gonna do a double movement. He's going to like try to cut through the thorns to flee, yeah. and then obviously still using his action, even though that kind of dispel. We're well, not dispels the illusion, but he realizes he, it's an illusion. he realizes it's an illusion. Then it's just like, point, I guess, and then just kind of like goes fuck <laughs> and says, "This is not over," and then flees out the bathhouse. But you know, only gets about six squares. That is his whole turn. Ben. I am getting to the doorway where I can see him, and I'm casting firebolt. Yeah, do it. As he runs uh, towards an alleyway, he can't. He can't get anywhere near it. He's still. He's wide in the open. Wide open in the courtyard of the bathhouse. Will a fifteen do it? It will. Excellent. Well, you can take nine fire damage. Don't. Doesn't mind if he does. Uh, so you. <laughs> so your fireball hits him as he's running. He just gets exploded in the back. <laughs> when that happens, yes. Oh no. Ben. Yes. You hear unmistakably because we'll say your fireball hits him like kind of in the butt. And it it looks a little comical. You hear above you, above the doorway of the bathhouse, from nowhere and nothing, a little... (laughs) (laughs) A little giggle. Uh, And then... (laughs) 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 And when you... We'll see you, like, react. Like, if you react to it, you hear... Uh, So that scuttles to deal with him. And then that is going to be Mark. So the dude's still up. Yeah, he's, he's running. Like, so you can run to the doorway and lob a javelin after him again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do that. Great. Would the one that I threw, the first one I threw at him, would he have like pulled that out? Or is that still Actually, yeah, sticking no, out of his leg? No, no, he would have. He would have pulled it out. Sure. Just for a, like uh, accounting purposes after the fight. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll go another reckless attack. Uh, oh. Shit. You have inspiration. You do. I do. Um, do you have a dice jail? By any chance. Yeah, I do, as a matter of fact. <laughs> the problem is, is that most of my D20s are already in there. Oh. oh. A, bad, a bad workman blames his tools. 
Yeah, well. Oh. No, it's just the prison industrial complex. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all right, so I'll spend an inspiration. Now, I spent an inspiration. That lets me reroll one dice. It doesn't count as two. No, you, 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 you roll an extra, one extra die. I okay. can count that. <gasps> so just for the just for the Listen. podcast, that was with a reckless attack. I rolled a four and a three. Spent a point of inspiration to get another roll. Listen, man, take and some rolled another three. We always curse those with what I've got. Oh, that's, that's pretty funny. Uh, right, very good. And now Nick, I will run after him and be like, "Come back! We're not finished yet!" And I'll just try and tackle him. <laughs> um, so you can't reach him and attack him. Because you have to move twice to get to him. That's good. I will then. I mean, you can you can run up to him so that then if he continues running, you will get an attack yeah. opportunity. But I suppose problem- I could also I don't know save Sam's character. Yeah. I suppose maybe so. possibly it is it is possible to do. I will then transform myself into the image of a long blonde haired knight in shining armor. Oh my god! <laughs> Roses floating around my head, and I'll go over and feed you your own healing potion. <laughs> this is what you'll see when you wake up. You know, Lancelot style, like Prince Charming. Yeah, yeah, full, full blown, full blown. That is what you That's great. So, uh, right, so you are administered the healing potion. Yep. Uh, Cross that off your list. Roll the d8, add five. That's your hit points. Yep. Currently, you wake up and see... Yeah. Okay, I'm back up to eight. Hey, Okay, good work. Nadia. So, now that I have my battle axe in hand, how far away is he from me <laughs> where I ended up? You are still not close enough. Oh, can I throw my battle axe? You, you can, with disadvantage, sure. I, I have done that. Try, yeah. rather uh, than doing nothing. Many times I've thrown my weapon because I couldn't catch someone. Hey, you're rocking it. Yeah, so, I mean, 20... Wait, no, sorry. Um, 19. Yeah, you still hit. Yeah. You just you just lob your... <laughs> you lob your battle axe. They just... <laughs> across the courtyard. Oh, still do a D8 damage. Yeah, it, it's exactly the same. Plus your strength and everything. Because you've propelled it. Yeah. Eight. Okay, great. So, you... Your battle axe hits him in the back and kills him. Hey. It splits him. He falls down to the ground, stone cold dead. He stone split cold. him. That's called just in twain. <laughs> stone cold dead. And uh, once again, Ben, you hear this. <laughs> <laughs> we and then start looking around. Com- combat's over, and then yes. Ben, you actually start to hear this. <laughs> what sounds like little bat wings. Oh, okay. What are they? The, the little things? The, the imps. little imps, yeah. yeah. That uh, the brother is using to spy I, on everybody. I suppose, yeah, the, just as a reminder, because, you know, it's, it's been a week, mm. Thirstwell yes. Van Vampur is apparently bedridden. Bedridden. He's, he's an ill an ill chap and is, is bedridden. And, however, he is apparently a genius mm-hmm. who is this, you know, Moriarty of crime fellow who has mm-hmm. an army or, you know, supposedly an army of little imps that he sends out to be his little eyes and ears and spies. According to Mortlock, who is with you, by the way, and I forgot that he was there. Um, yeah. No, we'll just say he hasn't. We'll just say that he's hanging back and waiting because uh, he is uh, still somewhat injured. Letting you do some work for once. This is not his fight. Actually, you know what? You know what? He would. He would not. But he would just hang back. He's kind of a selfish git. He, his main. His main priority is to kill his brother. Anna. Yeah. What's, so, her, what's her face that didn't act? Yeah. I. Yeah. I'm not used to having. No, that's fine. Yeah. That's okay. That's all right. Listen, it all. It all ended well. We'll say that you know she hung back with him and uh, blah blah blah. You, you watched you, you die for a round or two. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Am I able to try and make a ranged spell attack at disadvantage uh, in the sound of the laughter? Of course you do. I mean, with invisibility, you normally yeah. know where they are, right? 
What so kind of invisibility does it have? Natural invisibility, or is it a spell, or is it an object, a, a um, item? So, well, so imps have got a natural ability yeah. to do that. They yep. can they can go in and out of invisibility at will. At will. They, can, they can just be like perpetually invisible if they want. Oh. All right, with disadvantage. But they are still bound by the rule that if they attack or do anything like that, they become visible uh, okay. and they have to turn invisible as an action again. All right, twenty-five to hit it. Oh wow! Yeah, that'll that'll do it. Uh, three points of damage though. So three points. <laughs> okay. so I think that's enough to take it out of invisible. Uh, I don't know if that's true. No, if you if you attack someone who's invisible, they stay invisible. Unless they break a concentration. But you can still... This is a concentration. Spell. To be fair, it's natural that I'm able to walk, but if someone hits me with a fireball, I'll probably still, you know... It's fair. Yeah. This is, <laughs> this is very true. natural ability to be invisible, but doesn't have the natural ability to shut the fuck it's up. Right. <laughs> mm. No, no, no. I mean, but that that's realistic. Not every... No. Imps have personality now. Yeah. <laughs> no, this, this one makes a good uh, stealth roll. This one loves slapstick comedy of fireballs <laughs> in the butt and axes in the back. <laughs> okay. But we'll say, when, when that happens, uh, you hear this, wait, 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 and he hears flap, 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 and it descends, it descends to the ground and becomes visible. And then you can see it. And of course, it is just like this little red, like blood red colored gargoyle looking... Like the storyteller. With the devil. Thing. The yes, very much so. It's teeth. Uh, it's like teeth. Right. With, with, with little wings that it's using to sort of curl around mm-hmm. itself defensively as it holds up its hand, which is still burning. Yeah. Uh, oh, wait a minute. That's fire, right? Uh, yes, it is. Uh, uh, he's immune to fire. Ah, beans. All right, fair enough. <laughs> so, but, no, no, no. So, we'll still say, do that? So, you, no, no. He still does that. Um, he's not hurt. Like, well, he's, he's annoyed by it, right? Like, it's still a firebolt hitting him. So, we'll say that if you attack him and can obviously see him, or at least yeah. you know, know that he's there, he descends, he becomes visible, and holds up his little hands okay. in a plaintive gesture. Yeah. yeah. That works. All right. And says, wait, 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 friend, friend. Take a look at him. And uh, just like hand uh, outstretched before him, before him, enjoying the show. He's yes, very much. He's honest. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's literally what you asked him. Five stars. It's so funny. <laughs> the fire hit him in his bottom. <laughs> yes, I don't normally engage in such base forms of comedy, but I'm glad you got some amusement from it. Am I to assume that you are working for uh, First Wild? Benthampor. Yes, indeed, of course. I'm here to check on his brother. Make sure he is okay. Which one? Mordok. Favorite hmm. brother. Hmm. Uh, just watching everything, making sure everything goes smoothly. Am I speaking with you, the imp, or am I speaking with your master? No, I report to my master. So he's not seeing through you at the moment. What? <laughs> he, he just, oh, no. He, he just grins and says, what? Inside crowd, anyone want to take a shot at this? <laughs> That sounds like great magics. Go. Oh, man. 19. 19? <laughs> yeah, so he says, my eyes are my own. Only I see out my eyes. But yeah, he, you think he's lying. Yeah. yeah. Do you hear like a... a Bullshit. What are you hoping to find out from the... Evening? Quiet, you must rest. He's, Shut he's, up. he's come to us. And there's possibly an opportunity to, um, I don't know. Communicate to his to, boss via him? Uh, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. What agenda do we have to communicate... Please stop doing mean things. Oh, it depends. Do you... Right. <laughs> do we want to talk about this other game or do we want to talk about this other game? Uh, it's, up, it's up to you. In character's good. I, I mean, do in like character, in we can't really talk about it in front of him in terms of establishing that agenda. So I think that your character should kind of lead what he wants to talk well, to this imp about. That's fair, fair actually. Enough. Well, ultimately, I had, I had hoped that I would just simply kill him and have done with it. This is becoming progressively more awkward. 
Oh, we have a sack of holding. We can threaten to put him in a yeah. sack. I was literally no, no, no. just saying that in my head. Just being like, we could put him in a sack, so, Nadia. I'll, I'll take this. You're still lying on the ground. Yeah. I'll take the sack and be like, take- do you know what this is? <laughs> a sack? Yeah. <laughs> then get it. Then get it. No, no, I won't. So, so he says, I, I just want to speak to Mordok. Make sure he's okay. You tell him he's dead. And if he's okay, I have, he's a, me- like, I have a message. All right. Arcana, what do I know about imps? Uh, so, you know that they are tiny little devils. Yes. Uh, that they are, generally speaking, uh, lawful evil. And yes. they are often the messengers and the spies of greater devils. They can always... They can they can polymorph into... Actually, what what, what level are kind of did you get? Uh, this, is all ba- this is all basic stuff. You know they can go invisible. You yep. know they have a wicked sting. They have like yep. a, He has a little scorpion tail on, yes. his, on his back. Yeah. All right. Uh, and their, their poison is definitely their most dangerous thing. Yeah. And it is, it, imp poison is prized by, you know, poisoners and assassins mm-hmm. all over the world because it's really quite nasty. All right, 24. Well, in that case, you know, and so, so much. I have, uh, so I have two things that I need just to run past you to make sure that I'm on the level. Of course. All right, first of all, if they're using a fine familiar variant, then the familiar itself can't attack. You think this is something special. Cool, fair enough. The second thing is, if it is a familiar, that also gives Thirstwile the range of touch if he can uh, see through them. You don't think you do not think that this imp is a familiar? Like oh, okay. Summoned. So this is a this is some sort of like. Mortlock never mentioned anything about him being a spellcaster. No, okay, that's fair. That's my assumption. So I'll just move. I mean, around. he could he could be. Yeah. You, yeah. you know very little about him. While you talk to him, I'll just move around behind him and turn into Mortlock. There you go. Exactly that. Except I'm going to make myself look way more injured than Mortlock is. Like, mm-hmm. badly okay. scarred, burned, you know, mm-hmm. verge of death kind of stuff. And, uh, yeah. Yes. If you just direct okay. the imp to me. I will exactly do that. No, as you were speaking, I was just like, yeah, that's genius. <laughs> All right. All right. Just to talk, though. Yes, yes, of course. We've had quite enough activity for one night. And then, uh, seeing that, yes, you've affected your transformation, I'll, um, gesture the imp in your direction. Great. So the, well, I mean, assuming you let him, the imp just kind of gets up and hobbles over towards you and says, Mordlock, Mordlock. Yes? <laughs> I, I bring a message. Secret message. We go somewhere secret. Then whisper. Okay. He says, a truce, a truce. Yes. I'm sending Clapper to follow. Oh, great. I'm not moving anywhere. I'm just, I'm just, oh, I'm okay. That's all about well, no, that. We want to speak in private, the whisper. Yeah, but I can put Clapper somewhere within earshot, I hope. Yeah, so Clapper's like, oh! <laughs> so two yes. two adorable little things converge on the not Mortlock. Yes. Um, we'll say that Clapper does like his little like spider, but like sneaking, mo- like exaggerated like pink panther yes. sneaking no. motion. <laughs> so he sne- <laughs> sneaks up behind. Um, he says, truce now, truce. Amic is the one that wanted you dead, not me. I would like to work with you. Help me. Help me kill our mother and Amrik. I was literally going to suggest the same thing. Um, I'll say... She, she's gone too far, Mordok. You are right. You are right all along. She's going to, I think, not just take over this city, but turn it into the next Elturel. Destroy it. Okay. My master, Thirstwell, likes the city. All his stuff is here. <laughs> I will say... I mean... You kill mother. Our brother is mine. I cannot. You know, you know this. But maybe you and your new friends. You offer me nothing. You say a truce, get rid of them. No, no, no. I offer you. He, he offers you so much. I'm just like, yeah. What? First of all, has information. Knows that mother is going to be at midnight mass. An important ceremony will take three hours until mid morning. She will be in the secret shrine. 
going, if you're going through the sewers, you can bend the bar like you normally do. And that's it. No. In and out. You'll probably want to kill the, the other one as well. Which other one? The cult leader. The one that came from elsewhere. I, I, I assume that was the case, but you know, you never know. And Mortlock, once again, doesn't... They may be arguing, but if you kill Mother and not him, he will just take over. Alright, so I'll look to Ben's character. Asher, I'll look to Asher. Because, like, I'm agreeing with all this as much as I can, mm-hmm. basically. Any other ideas? Because um, um, I want to make him at least deal with one of them. I don't think we're going to get the option of doing the enemy of my enemy as my friend on this one, though. I mean, he seems objectively... It's not his wheelhouse. Okay, so then I will say to him... I'll just check my head and say, yeah, yeah we're done. Okay, and then adding my own little bit, I'll be like, then you keep Amrick busy while we deal well while we deal with Mother. Yes! I can move him. Make up a, he, make up a story. Um, where, yeah, I'll tell him to get moved to the... Uh, I forgot the name. Oh, the... Down on the bar. The low lantern. Yeah, that's the one. He's, I think he's already wow. there. Oh, just dodgy, is he? he is so he is currently at the Low Lantern, yes. which is his operate, which is where where he operates out of and partially owns. Change my senses and casting the message cantrip to yeah. uh, Mortlock in quotes. Uh-huh. Have Amric send uh, his forces to the bathhouse to investigate what happened. Yep. Then you have Amric send his forces here. There's been a lot of disturbance. We want him alone, so I might cut his heart out myself. Yes, but he won't come himself. Send okay, his forces fine. there. Okay, yes. Yeah, right, so then the forces are here. He's not got his forces with him at the low light lantern. Mm-hmm. I'll get the imp to, imp to repeat the instructions back to me I to, to signify his understanding. <laughs> I, I go to Amrick and, and, and I say that uh, Thurswell wants him to go and inspect the bathhouse because he hasn't heard back yes. and, and wants to find out nothing's wrong. Yes. To send, he will then send forces here to investigate. Yes. Which means he will not have forces at low lantern. Yes. It will just be him. Good. Now get out of here. Yes. <laughs> he flies off. And we had also better get out of here. Yes. Yes. Let us. I'll, I'll say in character. Uh, ben, so Vendetta yeah. walks up, you know, after picking up picking up the mace that you lent her. Yep. And says, "All right. So what now? We strip the bodies of the cultists. My very useful costumes." Uh, Mortlock says, "Those cultist robes will only attract unwanted attention." Yes, for now. But who knows in the future. Well, grab one at the very least. It's oh, I can do. We need four. I can change okay. my costume. It's for you. It's just in case we need a group ensemble costume. The, were any of the oh, let's throw in the bag of holding. Let's yeah. throw all the bodies that we'll do it later. We're not wearing them now. No, no, just no, no, no. You, I'm just take, you take them. That's fine. I mean, you they have them. masks. They're actually perfect. They're mm. robes with masks. Yeah. They're pretty good, yes. Were any um, of the cultists dwarves? No. No. They were all... need to get them altered. <laughs> there, were, there was uh, one half-elf and the rest were human. Yeah. Okay. They... Oh, sorry. Mortlock says, we are wasting time. We should get to the little lantern. We are wasting time we should get to the low land oh my god sound. he says stop that <laughs> stop being me <laughs> I'm the real you you're an imposter alright uh, very good thing leave the first there. of all uh, midnight mass presumably taking place at midnight so <laughs> what is the time now so it is approximately 10 it's like maybe 10 10 30 alright do we have the opportunity to potentially get something short resting before we hit the low lantern <laughs> I mean hour. yeah but just bear in mind within, within that hour you've sent the imp away yeah. His enforcers, so to speak, will likely come. Yeah, so we don't want to be here. We need no, to be no, here. Yeah. Absolutely true. So if we head back to uh, the, the Elf Song. The Elf Song Tavern. Yeah. That room is available for us where we can, you know, rest, recuperate, and ideally also talk about what we're going to do next. Yes, absolutely. Just practically a short rest is good, but I still have no spells left. So there be that. Although we will level up, so I will have an additional spell. 
That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I've got, so. I've, well, I have one. Sp- I have one level two spell. <laughs> Is there any problem? Tight budget. I will let you gain whatever you get. Yeah, from yeah. I will get a spell slot. Okay. okay. Good. I'm going to take the changeling feet. I'm going to take a special changeling feet, by the way, Tom. Oh, uh, yes. Plus one to charisma and allows me to change shape as a bonus action rather than a full action. Oh, okay. That's nice. fair. It's one of those, like, halfy ones that gives you a bit of a stat boost and a bit of utility. That makes sense. So, in that case, then, are we all agreed that we're going to go back to the Elf Song Tavern? Yes. yes. Okay, great. As you get back to the Elf Song Tavern, you can see that, you know, it's later at night, but that just means that people are deeper into their drinks. And honestly, it's probably about the climax of the evening's entertainment. There's still lots of whispers and rumours going around with all the things that are happening, particularly in the Elf Song. People are, are still chatting about the fact that for the first time in the tavern's history, there was another song sung. As we're walking back, I'm actually putting my headdress back on to cover my horns and my face. Oh, yeah, okay. That's, yeah. Of course you can. Yeah, yeah. You, can, you can You can definitely do that. As you walk in, you can see the, you know, the nasty looking female halfling in the corner. Uh, at the present time, she's, you know, pouring over a book you can see that there is a very very drunk but very good natured looking female halfling uh, she's plump with curly brown hair and she's deep in her cups at the bar trying to get a song started with absolutely no luck hmm. the El song tavern particularly this late at night is lit with glowing blue Ooh. little firelights like almost like little blue will-o'-wisps that kind of just move around by themselves and hang in the air and give it a nice almost ethereal looking uh, ambience and obviously you can see that Alan Alan Alith is tending the bar handsome red-headed half-elf fellow he just kind of gives you a little bow when you wander on in and now it's later in the evening that you can see that, that there are two bouncers one is a gruff female half ogre and her name is schooner and you would know that if you have visited the yeah. fre- frequented the tavern before she's actually very 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 nice despite her very grim appearance and she's just a very very large honestly apart from her size she looks more like an ogre than a than a human does she have an even larger friend called pint uh, she she does not but oh. but the other bouncer in the elf song tavern is a suit of animated armor Ooh. so it's really old school shiny sort of gothic plate with like you know the very elongated pointy nose yeah, yeah. slapped down helm and a plume of white horsehair but yeah the armor just kind of just kind of gives you a little, a little nod as you wander on in very unusual bounces they have here at the tavern yes is the suit of armor named tankard no it, Dang it, it. it's called clank <sighs> clank and schooner <laughs> greet you as you go in you wander alan just kind of gives you a, a nod as you all go up to the room mortlock comes with you because until told otherwise he's going to throw in his lot with you and mm-hmm. spend time so we'll say that you go up to room four room four is nice uh there are six beds there are two two three three sets of bunk beds basically mm-hmm. it's designed to be exactly what it is which is a very cushy mercenary or adventurer's room to stay yeah, yeah. you know so there's a, a big storage closet which has a very nice sturdy lock on it which can be obviously locked with your room key as well and uh you know it's got a nice decor there is uh, a window over there but there's bars on the window for extra security mm-hmm. And uh, there's a great big chest at the foot of each of your beds, which once again can be locked with the room key. So uh, anyway, you wander on in and we'll just, long story short, we'll say that you take a short rest. Long story short rest. Yes. Uh, well done. Couple questions first of all. Yes. Is Tarina in the bar? Uh, no, she's not. Okay. Uh, I will approach, is it Alan? Alan, yeah, Alan. Mm. 
to see if there's any chance that he could possibly uh, reach out to either her or Flame Zodge. He says, yes, I suppose I could. Either or both. Absolutely. Um, Is there a message that you would like me to pass on? Ultimately, I just want to speak to Zodge, so probably if we can get to get him to come to the Elfsong Tavern. So yes, I'll have Flame Zodge meet us at the Elfsong Tavern, please. He says, I can do my best, but... Uh Zodge is a busy man. I will try, however. I, I, th- I will I will at least pass on. Inform that the Elter Elite have made some shocking discoveries. Well, that's intriguing enough to get my attention. I imagine it will do the same for him. I, I will do my best. Altariel Elite have shocking discoveries that no one will know. <laughs> you as the level. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> the five one things. thing Flame Zodge has to know. Top five things that they found out. Number yeah. four will surprise you. Oh my god. <laughs> so... Uh, so yeah, so he goes in the back and we'll pass on that thing. So you you will go up to uh, the room. Is I think I'll rest. Yeah, yeah, I'll just eat. I mean, I'll just go down to the tavern and eat, I think, as a rest. Yeah, because if I'm tracking, we yeah. probably haven't eaten in a while. You can do if you like. Yeah, 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 yeah just like get resting yeah. that way as opposed to sleeping per se. Yes, yep. let us have some drinks. Doctor and I will have some drinks and food. Very yeah. well then. Uh, right, so you're enjoying the bar. The maintain yeah. bus. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You are enjoying you're enjoying the bar when all of a sudden, only about like 15, 20 minutes into your into your evening, into your short rest, Zodge himself shows up. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is not exactly completely disguising himself, but he does have a traveler's cloak on with the hood up. Anyone looking at him face on who knows him will know who he is. He isn't covering yeah. his face, but he's trying to go with a bit of a low profile. He does not have any of his compatriots with him. Uh, which is unusual. He's normally flanked by a whole bunch of cronies. What's your play here? Two. Uh, two things, I suppose. Yeah. And we'll do this in character before he turns up if you want. So what he does, actually, is he walks to the door, he looks, at, he looks around and sees you, and just gives a nod, and then just kind of inclines his head outside and walks back outside. All right, do you want to do a scene in character where I explain why I'm bringing Zodjin on this? Yeah, I'm not sure what character would ask. Um, this is definitely an outside character thing. That doesn't mean you wouldn't explain, though. That you... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. my character would explain it whether you asked or not. So. Here we are, then. Let's do that. Perfect. My character would. Just be like... Where'd you get the chalkboard from? <laughs> <laughs> Let us in. What What is happening here? We need to involve Zodge in some way of this. And there are two ways that immediately lead to mind. The first is that we've tumbled to the notion of this cult at the bathhouse, and there are forces there. If we can let Zodge know that perpetrators of the sacrifices are at that location, he can assemble the Flaming Fist mercenaries in order to deal with them. But he's in on it. He's not. He's objectively not. Think about it for a second, Zodge. If he wanted... If this is all part of an elaborate scheme, he had to find us outside of the gates, hire us in pay us 50 gold, send us to a trusted informant who, on the off chance, managed to send us into a uh, into the bathhouse itself. He He's reached, on some of it. He reached out to people outside of Baldur's Gate rather than turn to his own considerable forces and influence. When you, when you broached that subject with Mortlock previously, he stated that he believed that the Flaming Fist had been infiltrated. Yes. And that, but he, he was not sure about the Zodge. He had yeah. no, no reason to believe that Zodge was... It's- uh, in his mother's pocket, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, but he said he you can't you can't trust the flaming fist. Mm. So because who knows who's watching who. But he certainly didn't seem to think that Zodge was in on the cult, so to speak. But yeah, every every act of behaviour that Zodge has displayed so far has been someone has, has been him trying to reach out to people that are not within the flaming fist in order to try and stop these sacrifices from happening. So perhaps even he suspects that he's been infiltrated as well. That would be my assumption. Okay. Okay. In that case then, do you follow him out onto the street as he as he indicates? Yep. I'll just explain the last 
a couple of elements of bringing him in. Oh, please do. Sorry, continue. All right. So, Zot serves two purposes. First, if he can get the Flaming Fist to uh, head to the bathhouse to uh, investigate signs of battle. At the very least, it keeps elements of the Flaming Fist busy while we conduct the rest of the night's activities. And if we're very lucky, the Flaming Fist will have to act to cover their tracks once they see what has happened there. And if we're supremely lucky, they'll arrive there at the same time as the minions of our other friends. Exactly what I'm saying. But the second thing is we're going up against one of the most influential families that Baldur's Gate has. Someone who is going to be heir apparent to the Grand Duke. We're going to need some additional legitimacy. And I'm rather hoping that Zodge is going to be able to provide that in some way. I am all about the additional legitimacy. I can tell. (laughs) (laughs) I had an improv band called that. (laughs) Good. Okay. That that, that all makes a lot of sense and is very clever. Unless anyone has any objection then, will you... So whom amongst you is going to be going out and... Well, definitely me. Yes. I'll go out too. Okay, great. Uh, enjoy Na- social. So, uh, Nadia, you've expressed that you are there downstairs as well. Will you be going outside to have the meeting as well? Yeah, I think so. Uh, Sam, Mark, uh, are you upstairs resting? What are you doing? Well, I was downstairs. Oh, you were downstairs? Yes. Everyone else downstairs seems to be going out for the meeting, so Doctor doesn't want to feel left out. Of course not. Yeah, may as well. More, just more. follows along, yeah. just being like, I guess this is where we are going now. I'm yeah. being very <laughs> careful with myself. Mortlock <laughs> is definitely up in your room. When you left him, he was just kind of... St- Staring angrily out the window, just kind of pressing, <laughs> pressing his head against the bars, singing somewhere out there. No, so you, um, so, so you wander out onto the street, and he just kind of t- basically takes you just under the light of a lantern, mm-hmm. and says, "All right, I'm taking a very large gamble by coming out to meet you in the middle of the night. I'm in between three very crucial tasks, but you have my attention." Put simply, it is this: the Vanthampoor family. Uh, part of a cult to Zariel, who have been sacrificing members of the Hellrider to some grim purpose. He holds up a finger. What's a Zariel? That's a, I know about cults in this city, but I've yet to hear of Zariel. She is the Archduke of Asmodeus. Uh, oh, but, yeah. Oh. Asmodeus? Asmodeus? Oh, Avanus. 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 Thank you. Asmodeus is a person. Thank you. <laughs> so we have a devil cult as well as everything else. Indeed so. Splendid. Go on. We discovered one of the places where the sacrifices were taking place uh, in the catacombs and sewers underneath the bathhouse, where the Vanthampoors hold sway. There are altars to Baal, uh, Merkel, and Bane, and it already seems like there's enough evidence of grisly work that you should be able to make a swift uh, case of it. In addition to that, Amrick Vanthampoor, who seems to be uh, a Cathpoor in this uh, in this cult, has dispatched a number of his fellows to investigate the battle and should be on their way there, if not there now. Interesting. And his mother's behind it all. He so he leans forward and says, I want you to be very careful with how you answer this. You are suggesting that Duke Vanthampoor and key members of her family are actually devil cultists and are responsible for manipulating the cult of the Dead Three into these murders. And blowing up Altariel. Eltera. Eltera, and and yes, being responsible for the destruction of Eltera. And with that, if you have it, Nick, then uh, I'll get you to produce it, otherwise I will. The letter that contains the seal of the Bantham Paws calling for oh, murder and such. I think I would have just left it with you. Yeah, wouldn't have. Great. Been. So he looks over and says, All right, what evidence do you have on the Duke herself? Um, <laughs> No. <laughs> no. Strong <laughs> suspicions. We, like, really strong. All right, so Pretty we talked... Sure. 
We talk about Vas, the rogue, who is unfortunately dead, but his body is um, deep within the catacombs. And we also... Um, Scarn. We also have... Don't have Scarn's word on this one. We, we do have, have Mortlocks. We have Mortlocks. No, right, but... Sand. Okay, so... Is, is, is Mortlock dead? No. Mortlock is assisting with inquiries. He is. For amnesty. Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> Are you stating that you have Mortlock on side and that he will be willing to testify against his mother or provide evidence against his mother? One of those things is correct. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's as simple as this. He, he, he pauses and turns to look out across the street and, you know, a stray cat mm-hmm. has passed. I fireballed it. Just in case. All right. I need to think very carefully about this. You've been nothing but forthcoming with me. I suspect that I have people close to me who are part of some sort of conspiracy. If you say that it is devil worship, and that they are in fact above and beyond the the, the cult of the dead three, and using them as pawns, that matches with some of my own investigations. There are too many pieces that now connect in my head. I am willing to take a gamble on this, but it will be risky. I am hoping that once my commander, Porter, returns from Chops, she is en route in order to give assistance She'll be here within a 10 day. She will be able to give legal sanction. She is the niece of the Grand Duke Porter. So in that case, provided that you can deal with them, do not allow them to use their allies and contacts. Do not allow them to use the system of the city in their favor. When I say deal with the Vanthampurs, I mean finally. Do you understand? I do not like to give money for wet work of this nature, particularly with people of such importance but if what you're saying is true regardless of that it'll be very difficult to charge and hold any of them you ought to kill them kill duke vanthampur and kill her sons mortlock will be granted safe ergress from the city he cannot remain in boulder's gate but i will allow him to go and ensure that he is not followed either you or he needs to find some pretty hard evidence in their home which if what you say is true should be fairly simple and the cultists that are investigating the bathhouse i will have them dealt with very well this is how dangerous are they do you think i have a hand-picked team of those that i can promise are loyal but they are not my most elite will they be sufficient we'll have to deal with them pretty handedly yeah I mean, mm. we're not that elite. We're not that elite. I beg your pardon. I'm not saying our name. <laughs> <laughs> we're working up to it. Yes, any man who must say I am the king is. Uh, we'll send a mixture. Very well. You will deal with this matter. No magical communication. We will meet here before sunrise. I'll say. So, just out of game. So, yeah. are we agreeing to this? Because that's quite a tall ask to murder an entire important family in the city. Well, the the plan was all as Mortlock discussed right. you discussed you last time. If the cult is responsible for the destruction of El Terrell mm-hmm. and uh, the head cultist that came from El Terrell is now and and Duke Vanthampur and Thirstwell, the other brother, they're all three of them are in the house in the mm. Duke Vanthampur villa, mm-hmm. and so. The problem is, what Mortlock says, just, just to recap yeah. this, because this is actually a very important point. What Mortlock says is because of all the internal secrecy, even Mortlock himself doesn't know mm-hmm. the schemes of the cults. Basically, the, um, his mum and this high, high head cultist from Elturel are the only two that actually know the full workings and can basically continue the cult's yeah. evil machination. So, mm-hmm. in theory, if you kill those two, the cult's at the present time, at least, is sort of yes. decimated Without and can't continue. Yeah. yeah. Now, just to check my understanding of a thing, we are absolutely con- uh, committed to the notion of killing Amric tonight. 
But it sounds like we've got a little time before we have to permanently deal with Duke Phantom Paul and uh, various other family members and associates. No, they seem to indicate that they're up to the midnight mass with the external head cultist. Probably wouldn't risk it. You probably want to stop that. You don't don't know exactly what they're doing. They just blew up a city, so... Mm. Mm. I mean, really, you wouldn't risk it. And once you, once the hand is tipped, that uh, Amaric's been dealt with. Not necessarily, because if it's Mortlock that does the blow, then uh, Thirstwell's free to report to his mother that, oh no, Mortlock betrayed us. Yeah, and that's about it. All right, let's take it aside. So anyway, that, that's that's what yeah. uh, he says to you. Zod yeah. says to you and says, listen. One way or another, we will report back here before sunrise. One way or another, yes. You're a silly fellow, Zod, but I'm going to do you a favour anyway. And I will just rotate through all the faces of all the people we encountered down there, including the bathhouse attendants, the priests, the priestesses. Oh, good. These are all the people we killed who were involved in the cults. And just see if he recognises any of them. Okay, so he, yeah, he he, he looks all through and says, Stop! (laughs) He he points at one. That's Margaret. She's a flaming fist, or... Was if she's dead. She just one of the. This cult, is, yeah, this is one of the cultists that you killed. Yeah, I'll say she's just like one of the rainbow ones. Not yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, she was in the temple. We killed her. <sighs> Perhaps their fangs have sunk deeper than I thought. Deal with this. Deal with this quickly. He says, Sally. You, Sally. You, you knew though. Hmm? I knew what? That you had. You said before you had traitors. I have suspected. Yes, Baldur's Gate is known for its corruption. I had no doubt that there were traitorous factions within my unit. We are not perfect and immune to such things. However, recently, in recent months, I've become aware of a more more connected, a more powerful, more insidious infiltration of some of my higher-ranking members. I trust Commander Porter because she has been out of Baldur's Gate and shot. And I trust her uncle, for although he is a disagreeable man, he is at the very least upfront and honest. But now, mm, looks like I also know. trusted Duke Uldar Ravengard, but he has been handily dispatched of. Now that I recall, it was definitely Duke Vanthampur that orchestrated or encouraged his diplomatic mission to Elturel. Mm. Too much of this matches up, and I trust your good work. What resources can I offer you? Ooh. Are you familiar? Like I can procure potions. Yeah, I was about to yeah. say. Yes. Are, are you familiar with the uh, alchemist? The, the, the fable of the alchemist who breaks the window of a pharmacist. Yeah. <laughs> what? It's not a story you've learned from the Jedi. Yeah. Uh, oh, a doctor breaks into a pharmacy in order to get some medicine, and then the pharmacist demands that the doctor uh, be brought up on criminal charges, what have you, or pay for the cost of the window. Uh-huh. It. It's you know how far do you go in order to uh, fulfil the um, the boundaries of your of your oath to do no harm? Uh, I see. Okay. Nice. I like that. So he says, "I will have some potions brought to you." Do you have, like, really cool, magic, powerful weapons? <laughs> he says... I like a sword that's, like, on fire all the time? <laughs> <laughs> that may be stretching the resources I am able to obtain. It's okay if it's an axe that's on fire all the time. <laughs> will you be here for the next short while? Yeah, it's a couple of hours. In, in which case, I will have something brought to you. Hmm? Next hour or so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, in that case, he, he, he pulls his... Put up and turns and leaves. All right. He's a grumpy fellow, but I'm going to win him over. <laughs> so, oh, um, Zod. So you all, early. you all currently are out on the street. Yep. Uh, do you wander back into the tavern and continue yes. your short rest? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Absolutely. And just as walking in, I'm going to just draw up next to Sherry. So... Who is this Raya person anyway? Oh, this is, to make sure I've got the names right, this is Nick and I's girlfriend, correct? Basically, yes. Yeah. I'll say she is a dear close friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Just mine. <laughs> just, just mine, though. 
I'll declare it as dead. <laughs> but weird thing to say. Mm. <laughs> no one else's. <laughs> of that, you can be assured. I am very motivated to see her well. She sounds like she matters a great deal to you. She does. For how long she mattered? Oh, for some time we have worked together. I suppose we've become closer in the last six months or so. When was our um, brief period period of um, betrothal? You're really not going to You were just as serious as I was about that betrothal. Wow. Wow. You're more interested in my other skills. Hmm. With this gesturing to her axe. <laughs> Be clear, the weapon, right? <laughs> no, her sick guitar. <laughs> I value you for your talents. I thought that was quite progressive of me. <laughs> oh my god, that's perfect. Everyone gets inspiration from that. This Yay! is great. Absolute. Do I get another one? Because I haven't spent my years. No, you neither. I have. I get that's inspiration right. back for you that's guys fine. being dicks. <laughs> Hooray! So, I have to help. you go back to your room. Mortlock is still there staring out the window. I know what his brother looks like, so mm. I give him quite the surprise. <laughs> no! Don't. Quite the get myself stabbed I, surprise! Someone's asking for a club to the face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I get him a, a, a flagon of mead or something similar, whatever they do. Nice. Yeah. Call an ambulance. He, he <laughs> takes it and says, I want you to know something. Yes? I'm not sorry for what I've done in service of my family, including killing your friends. Rude. Oh, we were well aware that you are, you are and remain a bastard. <laughs> but, know that given my upbringing, I had very little choice. <laughs> you could at least be sorry, though. Pretend. Yeah. <laughs> just, I, I was going to say, what is... No, that's not what I say. What I say is, what is your point in telling us this? Honesty. I think it is important. I'm not a good man, but I'm a, an honest one. Do we need him alive? Yes. Yes. He's the battering ram. He, he takes the mead and says... <laughs> you get that, right? Oh, says, like, Thank you. Oh my god, yes. He says, I want you to know something else. Uh, I is... have been used as an attack dog for far too long. Oh. I am done with violence. I regret nothing of what I have done so far, but I have lost my taste for it. Know that when you let me go, I will leave Boulder's Gate. I will never return. Mortal. And I will try to move beyond a life of paid violence. Mortlock, just to be clear, your family, the scope of which I do not understand your involvement, but it has to be, if not complicit, then aware of, was responsible for the death of El Terrell and so many people, including my family. And you have the nerve to stand in front of me and say that you're not sorry for that? He turns and looks at you and says, You would prefer a lie? I would do anything for my family. Perhaps he simply needs time away from them in order to develop a conscience. I'm more interested in what he, the anything that he will do to his family at this point. And just to be clear, you're going to give up violence after you've killed your brother, right? After I've killed Amrik. Oh, thank God. I thought he was going to try and hug him or something. He says, the infiltration of the villa is all on you. But, speaking of which, I will assist you in this regard. When you face the southern gate, Thirstwell's room is on the second floor to the left. That window is his. You could infiltrate. There are 12 guards that patrol the courtyard and the grounds of the estate. However, they are sharp and attentive, but they have a very regimented and restricted and walking pattern, like clockwork. Watch it for a few moments and you will learn its pattern and can potentially avoid them. And how do we get to the secret shrine with the bendable bar that you so do like to pull out of shape? Through the sewers. There is an access through there. And he, and, he, and he shows you in the sewer entrance. There will be no guards with the bars uh, were 
almost indestructible. I have removed one. It is the third bar from the left. And okay. he describes it. Move that, and, and I can fit through, let alone any of you. And actually, sorry, just, you have him as an ally. There's no reason he wouldn't give you all this info as much as it you know, is really beneficial info. He says, this will get you into the underground layer that they have constructed. Go to the end of the hallway, past the gate. You will come to a T-junction. If you turn left, on the left, there will be the vault. That is where my mother is keeping this other cultist. I think at the present time against his will. But the artifact, one of the artifacts that he brought, the golden, sh no, the golden shield. He keeps that with him in there. And that is also where he dwells. The vault is difficult to get into, but if you can get through, uh, my mother has the key, of course. Speaking of which, after turning left, if you look to your right, about 15 feet across, forward, on the right, there is a secret door that leads to the secret chapel that only my mother attends behind the main temple of Zariel. She will be at prayer there. She will only be there with perhaps a devil consort or two for the more elaborate ceremonies. Ooh, an incubus. So it should just be her and whatever infernal bodyguard she has chosen for this particular ceremony. Beyond that, of course, is the temple proper, the quarters and storerooms. You can largely avoid that. You can get to this cultist from Alterel and my mother in one swift motion if you go in through this southern entrance through the sewers. Do you understand? My brother will be in his room. I know that he can cast spells, and I know that, but his main danger is the fact that he has imps. He always keeps at least a couple with him as protection, as one assassin learnt to his detriment. But as I say, facing the southern gate, the room on the top left, the second floor, the window, top left. Okay, so we hit Amarek first, save the captives, and yes. then we head to the house. He'll depart then. Easy enough? Easy. <laughs> when Amarek is dead I, dead, I flee. Yep. Knock, 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 knock. There is a knock on the door. Really? Yes. I didn't get that. Uh, no, there's just a... Sound effect. All, this, all, all, all of a sudden, Mortlock just, Mortlock just stops and says, knock, 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 knock. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's probably more cultists. <laughs> well, let's be knock. honest. That must be the door. We heard you say it. Yeah. Who so, is it? So, uh, so you... <laughs> So, the record you... that wasn't me, that was Nadia. For the record, Tom is dead staring Nadia. <sighs> all okay. of you, all of you. Hey! You're equally to blame, not you. Hey. What? <laughs> what? I've never done anything in my life. How dare! You two are fine. This is right. Tom. <laughs> so, Alan is there, and he has a large wooden box that is wrapped in a blanket. He puts it on the ground and says, I believe it's from Zodge. Ah, uh, potion? It is. It is uh, no less than six healing potions, two potions of invisibility, and one potion of strength. Strength? We should have about three potions of strength now by my thinking. Yes. Can I have two healing potions, please? You should also take a potion of strength if you can. Same. I'll take one healing potion and one thing of strength. I don't need invisibility particularly. I will camouflage in the open kind of fellow. I will definitely um, take a potion so of invisibility. Six health potions. Yeah. Two potions of invisibility. Yes. What else was there, sorry? A potion of strength. We just mm. need to divvy them up though. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll take one potion of healing. I don't need any and of the I'll others. I'll take one potion of healing. You are now also level four, of course. Yes. yes. I have a lot of hit points. Oh, so what What new weird fucking abilities do I need to be aware of? All right. Okay. Yes. You want to go? Oh, sorry. I was just going to. Uh, my just like uh, my initiative's gone off. Uh, okay. My AC's gone off by two. Oh, okay. Because I increased my dex and my con. I uh, yeah, okay. in that they're both AC for me. Great. Uh, and then, yeah, just a bunch of other fiddly stuff that we can deal with in the moment. Sounds good. You? My charisma increased by one. Just mm -hmm. bumping my scores up by one because it rolls over. Ah, uh, yes. Um, I can now shapeshift as a bonus action. So, okay. full action, 
And I chose um, the Thayer's Mischief. It's a cube spell. It basically creates like a random chaos effect in a cube, but only four <laughs> options. I've raised intelligence and I'd like to reveal the second part of that feat, but it'll be in a moment story-wise. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> Hello. All right, great. So Mortlock at a, at a certain point just sort of punches the wall and says, we wasted enough time. Let's go. And as the remaining uh, party members file out. So if there's a scenario in which it's just Mortlock and myself. Yeah, he hangs back behind. So if you want to lag yeah. back with him, you can. Yeah. Can I get him to make a DC 14 strength saving throw? Ooh, yeah, you can. <laughs> he will succeed. I succeed. That's, that's, that's out loud. Jesus. That's all right. Okay, so what? Nah, that's okay. That's yeah. fair enough. So basically... Uh, there's just like there's some sort of feeling of force seems to reach out and take him uh, almost bodily like pushing him back he's able to resist it okay. but he has to exert force in order to keep to his feet oh okay otherwise he would have been held back about five feet into the nearest wall oh that would have been cool sorry but yes and I'm just staring <laughs> daggers at him so you when so this he, is- feel, he feels the grip as you cast the spell he, he turns and like you know grips his club as if to say what the fuck when this is done what remains of the bells and what remains of the vanthom paws are enemies. I will not see you again, or you will see me again for the last time. He looks at you for a moment and tries to, and locks eyes with you, but you think something deep inside him, particularly with regards to, oh, I don't know, maybe the entire city being destroyed, is getting to him a little bit more than he's letting on. And Mm. so he can't quite meet your gaze, and he drops his eyes and says, I would have it no other way. Let us move. All right, I say nothing else and uh, walk out. Okay, so... Just you... re-reference the telekinetic feat. Oh, of course. Excellent. I like it. Just keep in mind, because we haven't had a long rest and we're going into two fights... Oh, I'm not thrilled. Yeah, I have no resources to add to this. I have so. no rages. I've got... One spell slot. I have two spell slots and that's about it. I, Man, think, I, I think I get everything back. You do. I get my... Yeah. Uh, has anyone spent uh, rolled any hit dice, just out of curiosity? Yes, no. one. So, you are going to make your way down towards the dock. You walk through the cities of Bald- the city of Baldur's Gate, which is kind of a very dark, gothic-looking city. Once again, it is very much the Gotham city of Forgotten Realms. The streets are narrow, there are rats and strange cloaked figures that stare at you from alleyways, but thankfully you are not bothered as you eventually get down to the dock region where the Low Lantern is. So the Low Lantern is a permanently moored ship, which now serves as a tavern, a gambling house, and obviously the base of operations for one Amrik Vampampur. When you get down, you can see that there is, you know, obviously it's a regular three-masted ship and it's actually in a very quiet area of the docks. Apart from the Low Lantern itself, there's not really a lot of activity, but you can hear some music coming from it and the lights are there. It's raining, by the way. Mm. Uh, As you get down towards the dock, it really breaks. It's been drizzling a little bit on and off, but now the storm hits, lightning crashes in the sky above you and you are just drenched. All of you, uh, including... Actually, we will say that Vendetta Mm -hmm. has decided to go and act as a guard for the refugees. Yeah. Because now that you know the refugees are being targeted, obviously you've got the refugees that you brought in. There's a sort of a small community of them that have been uh, sort of set up with some accommodation. She bids you farewell and is going to go and protect them. And obviously, you know, wishes you the best of luck. Go ahead and do this. Please free, you know, free Rhea Mantlemorn, obviously, and do whatever you can to get vengeance on those that are behind this whole thing. Uh, But yeah, she's going to go and do some protection there. Uh, Oh, have her keep the mace. Oh, she thanks you. She says, thank you so much. Best of luck. Same to you. Kill them all. (laughs) 
We were meant to meet Scarn in the park. At midnight. At midnight. Oh, after midnight, yeah. I thought. That's true. Uh, good, good. I'm yeah. going to go look like Scarn then. Because nice. we know he's probably waiting in the park like an idiot for us. Yeah. But I also thought we had a way in via the sewers that That's the house. Oh, the house. That's the house. That's, That's the, 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 the house. ship. This is the ship right. where Emmerich and Rhea are. Yep. That mm-hmm. is now hopefully less guarded. And after this... Fair enough. He'll part. Then we've got to go to the house thing. All right, cool. So, so yes, that is correct. Now, right. fog obscures the low lantern until you get within about 100 feet of it, whereupon its tall masts and creaking bulk come into view. It's a converted ship. It has rigging, but no sails. Mm. And it's anchored to the wharf by a great big thick chain. There's a wooden staircase that climbs from the wharf's edge to the main deck. The ship seems to be lodged on rocks or something because it does not bob in the water at all. Uh. It's sort of permanently almost grafted to the dock. A lantern at the bow casts an eerie green light across that to signify that it's open for business. Although the murmurs and the music that come from within would indicate that as well. You can see, by the way, on the dock near the Low Lantern that there is uh, a couple of little figures. There's like three people all in leather armour just sort of sitting there looking pretty, you know, shady, etc. And one of them is Scarn. Oh, goody. So they're all in hushed tones. Well, this gives it, after we deal with him, this will give us the, uh, Morlocks with us, isn't it? He is, yes. He's the only other NPC with you. So he says, Right, there he is. That's Scarn. If he's there, he must have been out and about doing things. If we can lure them and take them out, the Amrek will have very little other people to back him up. Okay. There is another option. He will not stay on the Little Lantern if there's trouble. If you caused a ruckus of some sort, made it appear as though the Low Lantern was under attack, he would flee. And I know the path that he will do so. He will do so invisible. He will throw a smoke pellet and disappear in his infuriating manner after quaffing a potion of invisibility. He will then flee through that alleyway. Hmm. Well, we can... He relies on the fact that nobody knows he's invisible yeah. and can and can run pretty quietly. Well, as an idea... I'll put this right in character. Go for it. I will say, he probably is aware that the Flaming Fist are not all entirely compromised. I could look like Flame Zodge. We four could go pretend to be raiding the boat, forcing him to flee. Mrs. <laughs> it is not a concern of mine. No, but he could wait in the alley. This is... Let me finish. Yeah. It is not a concern of mine... But should he decide to cover his tracks if he has to leave early, he may quickly slit throat of any and all prisoners that he has yes, there, including your friend. All right. Second plan. Mm-hmm. Better than the first. Let's find out. <laughs> well, it pretty much has to be. Because <laughs> that was bad. Because that was a bad plan. I admit it. We grow. I look like Vendetta. Walk up to the boat. See them. Flee, have them pursue me because they know that uh, she's a she has the blood of the Hell Riders round the corner, right into his waiting arms. Oh, I like that. That is a good plan. Ah. You you did grow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> See, Morlock says I like the part where I get to hit them. Yes. They come into the alleyway, <laughs> and then I look like Scar, and we talk our way onto the boat. All right, let's do it. All right. Do you have another mace? I don't. That's Could you have got one from Zodge in the chest? Actually, do you want to stipulate there's anything else in the chest that we could possibly have taken advantage of? There is nothing in the chest that he provided you apart from the potions, which, by the way, are not cheap. No, no, no. So that's no. a pretty big financial incentive to uh, continue no, that's this mission. Oh, we're, we're here for vengeance. At least oh. I am. Of course, yes. We're here for a rampage. It's, uh, <laughs> he, is, he is spared no expense, it would say. No, no, no. But, uh, so let's try that. So if you guys wait around the corner. Yep. I, I mean, they're not going to know that she always has a mace on her. So I will take the appearance of Vendetta. Yeah. Sort of come around stuff. Well, they know she was captured. So yeah. she, if she freed herself, she may not have a fucking mace. Exactly. Yeah. So I'll approach the boat as uh, cautiously. And then when I see Scarn, and I'll make yes. sure Scarn sees me. Yes. Panic. 
flee around the corner. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, yeah, give me a deception check, but you'll have advantage, and it's not going to be difficult. I'll yeah. just tell you that right now. There's a possibility of failure, and we'll we'll deal with that as it comes. Of course. Well, that's a one out of fifteen. <laughs> so I'll take the fifteen. My deception, persuasion, performance, and intimidation are all plus six. I love it. So, <laughs> so Nick, you yep. dressed as Vendetta, yep. stalk out onto the fog shrouded dock. And as you make your way towards the Low Lantern, you can see Scarn and his two cronies sort of like... And they're talking, and they turn to look at you, and it just works perfectly. You just go, oh no, I've seen! And you turn and run, and he's like, oi, after them! And with that, you just... do the And so there's a comical scene of them following you into the alleyway. I will definitely say... Uh, and this is a, a rare occasion that you have surprise. Ooh. So they burst into the alleyway. I mean, their their two lightly armed are, are really not a really really lethal looking tall, uh, short black haired woman uh, who has got a rapier and a, and a dagger. Uh, the other fellow with him is a short stocky fellow with a black a shaggy black beard and a couple of hand axes. And of course, Scarn himself just has two slightly curved short swords. The three of them just burst into the alleyway after quote-unquote vendetta. And you are all sort of basically hiding behind boxes and barrels mm-hmm. near the entrance to the alleyway. And that's it. It's, it's We'll roll initiative, but mm-hmm. you'll have a surprise. You'll have surprise. Nice. Uh, Sam. Twelve. Mark. Six. Yeah. I am also Whoa. six, so... Who wants to go first? How do you do? Um, I'll go. Okay. Nick. Uh, nine. And Ben? Nineteen. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Good work, Ben. Thank you. They will actually would be going second after Ben, but obviously... Surprise round. And surprise. Well, yeah, they have a surprise for the first round. So, Ben, you go first. All right. I will cast Frostbite on probably the woman with the rapier and the dagger. Okay. Can do. Okay. Seventeen. Seventeen. Okay. Seventeen to hit. Oh, of course. I'm so sorry. Yes. You're right. It's not a save. It's a... Yes, that definitely hits her. Yes. All right. So, that deals five cold damage and she has disadvantage on her next attack. Oh, she's not looking happy at all. So the frostbite just hits her arm and like half freezes her arm and she screams in pain actually because it's I imagine that's really painful. Oh, you have to think so. You have to think so. It is then their turn. She screams. Good. The other two look confused. That's Excellent. their whole turn. Sam. Just out of character, what was the plan? Were we taking these two out? Taking yes. them all out. Yes. Fair enough. It's a bit no nonsense at this point. Well, these guys have been kidnapping They've been kidnapping and orchestrating. for sacrifice. Yeah. Or, no, no, no or, pity. Or mm-hmm. orchestrating the murder of your friends. For money. So, no, for no, money. No, that's fair enough, fair enough, yeah. fair enough. Mm-hmm. So, go to my good old friend, Eldritch Blast. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Eldritch Blast. Nothing beats that. <laughs> well, you know, when <laughs> you get a cantrip. Look, it's, it's when you true. get a cantrip with a. D10 damage and agonizing blast. Hey, no, it's, it's good. It's hard to Just remember, if you get to 12th level, you'll get a whole extra spell slot each day. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up, man. Sam, anyway, who, it, whom are you attacking? Uh, the woman that's already been wo- wounded, Scarn, or the bearded fellow? Scarn. I'll go for Scarn. Great. Okay, so I rolled a 17 to hit. Yep. Okay. And I've got my bonus to damage. 13. Great. So you hit him. Yeah. A shining white light, a bolt of pure white energy, shoots across the narrow confines of the alleyway, strikes him full in the chest, uh, knocks the wind out of him. He looks very hurt indeed. You hear a rib crack, and he is not in a happy state at all. Nick. I am going to jump on the girl. Great. And become her. That, that'll be really disconcerting for her, I think. And also, everyone, and I'll sort of do the tumble roll thing, so uh-huh. we come up looking the same. <laughs> okay, good. Give me a, all right, so you can, because you can turn as a bonus action. Yes, give so me my a, action is to kind of tackle her, I guess. Yeah, give me, a, give me a grapple, give me a grapple. Yeah, it's not going to be good because my strength's bad. Uh, 
But I got good acrobatic, and I rolled an eighteen. So who cares? Nineteen. Yeah, you 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 succeed. So we'll say that you. I'm you, saving spell slots. You grab her spell slot. So I will say that you successfully grab her, and you sort of spin around with her. Yeah, that, that, that whole thing. And then you are only only you know who is the real you. Um, uh, except for you guys, I should probably have some tell for you guys. But I'll work that out after I get stabbed this fight. <laughs> cool. This would be a great moment to grow, just, just to grow and decide to have one of those going forward. Mark. I will uh, swing my halberd at Scum. Great. Uh, does a 15 hit Scum? Yes. Excellent. Excellent. Tom, this pleases me. Good. I'm, cl- <laughs> I'm a class 13. Hey. That is 13 damage. You slice his rat face from his head. That's good. Oh. I can use that in a minute. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. you, you literally cut his head off. Yeah. You just blood spurt. He's coming the halberd. He falls to the ground dead. Nadia. Okay, who is closest to me? Uh, well, there is the bearded fellow. Mm-hmm. There is the... Well, two copies of the lady. Two copies of the lady. You know what? I reckon that maybe you wouldn't be able to mimic Ben's frozen mm-hmm. arm thing. Maybe. I don't know. Mm, that's a good one. I was going to try I was gonna try and do a perfect replica, and I can create effects. If oh. it's steaming, I probably can't, but effect. I'm going no. to take the 50-50 if you attack her. Just roll a die. And in future, we know that I'll come up with a symbol yeah. to have not this happen. I've got a coin if you want it. Bearded guy. Just right? go for the bearded guy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'll do that, because I'm just like, no, not even, not, not even going to try. <laughs> this guy's bullshit. <laughs> Uh, this guy. 17. Yes. So he tries to block with these two hand axes and fails miserably. Five damage. Okay. So you slice deeply into his ribcage. He tries to block you. You engage in a little bit of axe sword fighting. Axe fighting. Axery. Top of the round, Ben. Uh, all right. We'll go for another uh, frostbite, but this one I'll do on the bearded gent with the two axes. Good. Very good. All right. So that will be 21 to hit. Easy. For four points of damage. He's dead. Oh, frostbite hits him in the face. Uh, he falls to the ground and his frozen head shatters. Smash, shatters. <laughs> <laughs> it's really gross. Two heads um, so her turn, she's gonna run. Like yeah. he literally is just gonna run out the other way and try yeah. to try to flee. She just screams and flees. Yeah. Which will give you an AO. Okay. Probably but gives Mortlock a chance to punch her then, since he hasn't acted yet. Yes, very good. Uh, he just uh, clothes liner with the uh, actually, the yeah. Old oh, that's great. So he not not a crit, but he rolled a nineteen. So basically, yeah. Um, as she goes to flee down the alleyway, he just I think I think takes her head off with his club. Whoa! It's pretty, like he just turns her head to paste. Basically, that's it. it it's I'll very be like, oh no, that one was silver tongue. Very sort of casual. Way. <laughs> Wait a minute. It occurs to me. That was a bad idea. In future, I'll be the one who comes up pointing. Yeah. All right. Okay. I, so I cast Brace to Digitation and there's a glowing uh, mark on your forehead that, with the finger just pointing down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah great. Mortlock says, good work. Now what? I'll turn into Scar. Ah. Okay. He, he nods approvingly and says, you, my brother, run for his money. Excellent. Um, and I guess I can do... I was just checking. I can minor illusion as a cantrip. It doesn't it only last for 10 minutes, mm-hmm. but I can create an image. So I could probably just create images on two of your faces, static, of these guys, of the two dead people. No, no, no. I wouldn't think so. You can't really put... It's objective. Because there are different spells to do that. But we can dress up as them. We can have people as prisoners. Nothing to say that Scarn has to go into the ship with his cronies either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How far in do we need to go? Can literally just the approach be as far as we need it to, and then we're just fighting everybody anyway? True. And also, that w- we can do that, and to back that up, Scarn was going to come and meet with us. 
Yes. And also, Emmerich and I know each other. Yeah. So it's quite possible that he's like, yes, I went to meet them. They've come back. We've got some sacrifices. Well, also, we probably could suggest that we have taken Mortlock as prisoner. Yep, that too. Yep, so we bind Mortlock. <laughs> so, uh, Mortlock, uh, how's, he, uh, how's he like that plan? So he says, so you bind me and take me in there? Yes. Not very tightly. I have these shackles. Don't ask me why they are pink and fluffy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's the same pair. <laughs> he says, fine, but remember our agreement. Yeah. So we'll bind him not very tightly. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Doctor, you can take the oar. The what? The club. The club. The club that looks like a big oar. Oh, okay. His great club. No, no, it's the size of an oar. It's, oh. a, it's a big ass club. <laughs> the picture looked like it was an oar, too. Actually. Kind of. I mean, yeah, it's, 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 it, it, it is a big, solid club. Well, Silvertop would definitely crawl it in there. Yeah, I don't know. Fuck. Okay, so you do that. Yeah. Okay, you you become Scarn. You uh, obviously carry his club mark, and uh, Mortlock is you know quote unquote. You're doing the, the Wookiee thing where yes. he is uh, pretending to be bound, and with that you walk up the wooden stairs that lead up to the Low Lantern. I'll have my hand on like Mortlock's arm yeah, to kind of yeah. lead him along. Do, do they have anything on them? They uh, yeah. Information. No, I'm so sorry. There's stuff. So, basically, there is a note that says, kill all but one, get what information you can. Uh, probably us. Ha, joke's on them. <laughs> yes, sorry. I got the order of it wrong. <laughs> yeah. You walk out of the fog onto the deck of the low lantern itself. Up on, up on the top, there are some stairs that go down to the tavern deck. And then on the tavern deck, as you, as you wander on in, uh, the main deck of the ship, first of all, it's got some wooden steps that climb up there. There are four dead seagulls on the deck, and there are two ravens squawking at you from the crow's nest. Oh, so, that's Does that mean something? Potentious? No, no, like, yeah, I mean, like, I'm, just, I'm just saying, that's what that's... Is that code? Tom is just describing birds for no reason <laughs> at all. Oh, no, there's a... Um, oh, God, there's an odd story. There's a poem about... Counting ravens up to like seven. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It's in Sandman, funnily enough, I think. Yeah. Hmm. So you go into the, the, the gambling hall, okay? And it's definitely the noisiest part of the ship. Uh, you can see that there are a couple of minstrels on the corner uh, doing a sort of a, a raucous fiddle song, uh, Titanic style, Yeah, ironically. Uh, the whole thing smells. It reeks of sweat, cheap ale, rotting timbers, and old vomit. There are three large thugs, like bouncers, that are kind of watching, you know, the actual gambling hall itself, and they watch you carefully as you approach, but they don't... I'll approach one of them and be like, mess where's Amrick? Uh, so this one, very large, bald chap who looks at you with a scarred face and says, He's downstairs! Yeah. Well. <laughs> no, so, he's, he's, so he looks at you and says, He's downstairs as always. Good. Guard the door after we go in. Don't want trouble. I'll say, gesturing my head at Mortlock. Yeah, I think he's down downstairs with, yeah. his, with his guest in the guest cabin. Wink. And yeah. the most unsurreptitious wink. wink ever at him. Great. So you leave, you go down one level, and this is basically the tavern lounge. And so this place, uh, it fills the entire deck, and it's lit by oil lanterns hanging from the eight-foot-tall ceiling by one-foot-long chains. It's windowless. It contains a bar. There's couches. There's coffee tables. And there's tables where patrons can socialise and gamble in a more quiet manner, as opposed to the big, you know, roll them bones tables upstairs. Probably smells nicer. Yes. So you would think that... So this would be the place... So Mortlock leans into you, actually. He's and says, down downstairs. And says, this is where he meets guests, but he has a quarters downstairs that he can use for a, a cell, if needed, and storage as well. So he, he just kind of yeah. gestures for where to go. So you go downstairs further. Basically, this area is open. There's a couple of passed out drunks on the table. And this is in, like, the real back 
bow of the ship. Yeah. This is just yeah. like, you know, in the box. There's like crates stacked Bill inside. Water. Exactly right, yeah. There's a couple of beds, like dirty, grimy beds for in which patrons can go down to basically just sleep the night off. Like, you don't think people would pay for accommodation here? Mm. This is literally like, I've had too much. I'm going to give you some money to crash here for the night. And not, you know, rob me. Exactly. One of the, one of the, the bouncer, by the way, follows you down mm. because he's going to guard the door once yeah, you go yeah, in yeah. there. Yeah. We probably would have had this conversation in the street. Mm. So I guess the play is, I'm Skarn. Yeah. Having met up with you ostensibly to kill you, but you guys have Warlock. Yes. So, one of you can talk for the group, I'll talk as Scarn, mm-hmm. and it's like, I was going to kill them, but look what they have, and I thought I'd better break straight to you, boss, mm-hmm. all of that guy, then you can say whatever you want to him. Give that one to Sam. Tiefling impression, like, uh, like yeah. just general tief- tiefling, you know, evilness inherent with their race. Uh, you might yeah. want to wear, you might want to be one of the people wearing the hoods of the thugs, <laughs> because he might well know mm. that oh, yeah. you're who you are kind yeah, of thing. that's fair. Yeah. So, you want to be kitted out in their garbage. The two unconscious drunks down here, by the way, there's an older woman who's just snoring loudly on, on one of the beds, and there's a younger, a young male halfling uh, who has not even managed to get onto the bed properly, and he's just there. Are they actually unconscious and drunk? They, se- they seem to be. I might ask them, like, get rid of these two. But the mouse says, they've paid. They can stay. Whoa. Oh, really? Uh, Insight to see if they're actually unconscious or is this a clever act on their part? Do it, yeah. Anyone that wants to can do a perception. Or yeah, I'll just use insight. Uh, I've been passed out a number of times. Uh, 17. And I remember exactly what that's like. Yeah. They are legitimate. So, um, Mortlock gestures... Uh, so, on the far northern side, on yeah. what would be the fore of yeah. the ship, um, there is clearly a cabin, yeah. okay? Or, well, a, a storage room slash cabin. There's a big door, which is braced and is unusually yeah. well braced with iron. It has a little porthole in the, in the top of it to look through. Yeah. Uh, but there's a big, giant lock on it as well. Yeah. Mm. He says, you'll be in there. All right, good. So, I'll go up and just... So before that happens, yeah. I lean over to Asher and yep. I pull off my pull off my headdress again. Mm-hmm. Keep this safe for me. I uh, take a solemn nod and then place it like deep in uh, my pouch, in the back behind um, uh, in my clothes. Who has right. the bag holding, by the way? I do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I would have like, used it as a prop comedy thing for the devil thing, and then definitely give it back yeah. to you. Yeah, right and then um, yeah, she kind of runs her hand over her horns that are that have a bit more new growth on them <laughs> okay with that you approach the door yeah knocking calling out what are you doing I just knock bang bang yep. one moment and like this like unlocks yeah. and then actually sorry first of all you see a face in the door and that's him Alright. He looks like Wow, evil wow. incorporation. Let's start crossing over to the evil universe. He looks like a very villainous fellow. He is dressed in black leather armor oh. with you know throwing knives across his chest. Oh. He has a, a wicked dagger which he's toying with in his hand. He's oh, got, an edgelord then. Yes, exactly. He's got, you know, sort of shoulder-length raven black hair with a, a cunning uh, and somewhat sneering expression. And of course he has the classic villainous moustache and goatee ensemble. Oh. I talk to Sam Snorkel. Yes. Uh, and he, but he has a cloak which has got some white fur near the hood. Uh, so, but he, he's actually quite tall. Like he's, a, he's a large fellow, possibly coming from his mother, who is apparently, you know, a very hefty woman. Uh, so he, he's not as big as Mortlock, because yeah. they had different dads, but he, yeah, opens the door and looks to Scarn and says, why is he still alive? He is dangerous alive. I don't want to look at him. Kill him, quickly. I bargained with these. They have something else you might want. They insisted on speaking to you personally. I thought since they brought Mortlock, probably okay. Well, 
Amic, you bastard! I'm sorry, brother, you understand? Family business? You, you're no longer part of the picture. Greater good at all. Okay, so what... Okay, so oh. what was the... So really all we need for him is to get us in the room that we can close the door and then probably a stack's on at that point. Yeah. You are... Oh, incidentally, by the way, sorry, okay. I should I should be clear. When he opens the door and comes out, yeah. um, yeah. he, he leaves the door open yeah. and you can see in this room, uh, first of all, there's, there's a, bit, a bit of storage. So there's like a couple of crates and barrels. Yeah. There is also a table that has a whole bunch of writing implements and a couple of books and you can see chained to the chair, yeah. but not her arms. So her arms yeah. are free yeah. to read and write mm. uh-huh. is Rhea Mantelmon. And Rhea Mantelmon is a very beautiful Turkish woman. So she she looks like she's Hispanic, basically. And she has dark red hair, uh, which is kind of swept backwards in a tight ponytail. Damn, how did you know both Nick and Maya's types? <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, basically she looks a little beat up. Like she's got a great big swelling black eye uh, and, a, and a split lip uh, and s- some blood on the table, basically. But... At the present time, she's just kind of sitting there, like, staring at these books and writing implements that she clearly has not touched. So really nonchalantly, I'll just move around behind. Just, just, this isn't any big thing. I'll just, as Scarn, move out of the way as if to talk. you talk to Mortlock. Yep. And I will just give her, briefly flash into the handsome knight and give her a big old wink and finger guns and then keep moving around. Okay, so she, she looks brisk. at you. She looks at you with, like, she actually stiffens and looks at you with unbridled contempt when you first approach. Yeah. Meaning that Scarm was probably one of those that physically, yeah. physically took her. But then you do that and she, just, she blinks in surprise and just, like, whispers to you and gestures at her chains around her yeah. waist and says, basically, mouth, mouths to you, free me. Yeah, yeah. I, will, I, I won't do that now. I'll just continue. So Scarn's basically just gone to the right hand. So if you think I'm facing... What's his face? Oh, yeah. Scar- mm-hmm. At the present time, Amrick is completely absorbed yeah. with Mortlock. He's, so I'll just he's left the door open. Yeah. He, he clearly trusts Scarn very much. And so he just kind of looks through and... Oh. Uh, oh, well, in that case, maybe I will move in. I'll, I'll say that for if, now. Continue if the you, Yeah, if you, if you go to move in, I will actually try to... No, no, I won't, I'll just do that and move to his side. Amrick wanders up to the two of you mm-hmm. and, and just points his dagger at Mortlock and says, You know, part of me wants to do it myself. Oh, but I can't. Family comes first. But family, like all organisations, has a hierarchy. And you're expendable. You served your purpose. Well done. Oh, I can't look at his big puppy dog eyes. Kill him. Okay, so I, yeah, she looks sharply at Amrick. Let's go inside, I think. Okay, and you're saying that in an authoritative tone? Yeah. Okay, make an intimidate check. That is a 16. Good, okay. So he says, he looks to you, squints his eyes for a moment as if he doesn't like being talked to that way, but then looks to Mortlock and says, ah, yes, good point. Wouldn't want to get blood everywhere. All the gods know this place does not need to get any messier. And with that, he just, he gets behind you and like goes to, goes to escort you in. Thanks for listening to Shared Sagas. All music on the show is used under Creative Commons. Check the episode notes for full details.